Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that knows how to say patent. No, it's patent. Yeah. Patent. It's patent. It's patent. Dad. You're patently wrong. It's patent. Wait, what? <laughs> hey, it's the Noobs and the Hoobian. My name is Austin. I'm the Hoobian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the noobs. noobs. And this is the podcast that is still introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each and every week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. So welcome to episode number 172, covering series 12, episode 4, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Speaking of terror, I'm scared. Because I haven't even sort of accidentally read any of what's coming next. <laughs> this is the one where the doctor and her companions try to teach you history and fail. <laughs> also, apparently Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla met aliens and just, you know, never said anything about it. And Tesla invented the 21st century. In his mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only in his mind. Only. Corbin Sad. has come up with a brilliant new business plan, by the way. He's going to invent things in his mind. Oh, yeah. And then if they ever come to pass, it'd be like, see, he was ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. just be like, "Hey, it you works. stole my idea." It's like I already yeah. made that. It's like that one. Uh, no, no, no. Because it only four. works if it happens like a hundred years later. So like, he'll oh, be yeah, dead yeah. and gone. Yeah, and they'll be like, oh, "If only, yeah, if only we had listened to him, then we could have had yeah. the internet in the 1920s." Yeah. Anyways, this is a uh, story number two ninety, originally airing January nineteenth, twenty twenty, to five point two million viewers. It's written by Nina Metevier. Metevier. I think it's I think it's French, maybe. And oh, so nice. so that's Nina. And then it's directed by Nida N I D A. So it's either Nida or Nida. I'm I'm, I'm honestly I'm not sure. Uh, I'm gonna say Nida because it's Nina and Nida. Manzor. Um Nina wrote this episode. And that's it. And that's all she's that's ever it. done. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um Nita. I see why, why she so never bad. wrote another episode. Uh, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. I mean, it is the most recent ep- uh, season to air, so, so there's only like a handful more episodes that aired after this one thus far. But anyways, yeah. um, Nita, Nida, Manzor um, directed this episode, and then she's going to do next week uh, entitled Fugitive of the Doom. Uh, uh, huh? Fugitive of Doom. No, Fugitive of the Jadoon. So later on uh, in the theory section, do an episode. Later on in the theory section, we're gonna we're gonna speculate on who's gonna be in the next episode. That's where we're gonna be. The Jadoon, perhaps. Probably. I mean, what makes you think that? I'm trying, <laughs> to, keep my, trying to keep my poker face on. I don't want to give away any spoilers. <laughs> Anyways, uh, miscellaneous trivia. No thanks. Uh, the cast: uh, Nikola Tesla was played by Goran. I can't pronounce. You don't know what? I have no idea. It's why Croatian. Does it look like that. Uh, it's Croatian. That's why. Um, Viznik. That's probably, I I probably just cussed at somebody in Croatian. (laughs) Um, as soon as he came on screen this time, I was going, wait a minute, where do I know him from? And I don't know why I didn't recognize him the first time I watched this, Mm -hmm. except that maybe I hadn't seen the other thing yet. I don't, I don't remember. So there was a show, um, fairly short lived called Timeless. That is a uh, time travel show of all things, and oh, wow. um, this guy Goran um, is in is is one of the main characters in the uh, in the show. Sans mustache, he didn't have the mustache that he was sporting as Nikola Tesla. So I was looking at him, going, "Wait a minute!" And also because he's Croatian American, he's got a very distinct sound to his voice. Yeah, like it's 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 interesting because it's not quite an accent. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like listening to him. Like, by the way, the way he was t- speaking in this episode was not him, like, trying to do Tesla. That's what he that sounds like in t- 
test and timeless as well. Um, that's just the the sound and the cadence and a little bit of pronunciation uh, that, that's in there. And so so actually, um, I guess that makes him an American actor on on Doctor Who here. He's Croatian American, mm-hmm. but he's like he's an American actor. Um, so he's he's doing a, a BBC show there, doing Doctor Who. We, we talked a couple times this season about how rare, you know, like when when there's an American on Doctor Who, it's like woohoo, yeah. you know, like <laughs> it's an event, it's a celebration. Yeah. Um, and then we had the Queen of the Scythra. I think I wrote that wrong. I just Scythra. wrote Queen Scythra. Uh, the Queen of the Scythra was played by played by uh, gosh played by. <laughs> Bye. Heaven help me. I couldn't say Gordon's last name. Now I'm going to try and do uh, presumably an Indian name. And I can't say the word by. She was played <laughs> by Anjali Mohindra. And uh, the main reason that I brought her up is that she played uh, Rani Chandra or Chandra. I don't know. In the Sarah Jane adventures. So she was like a recurring character mm. on the Sarah Jane adventures. And obviously, you know, it wasn't a, a, a person in a suit. You know, oh, she was yeah. like a, she, a normal human looking character. She wasn't a weird spider thing. She was not a weird scorpion spider uh, crab thing with upside crab. down teeth. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, but at any rate, um, yeah, she played, I think, for uh, a couple of seasons on the Sarah Jane Adventures. And all of that preceded, obviously, this season. Sarah Jane Adventures, you know, had mm-hmm. been done uh, by the time we got to this season of, of Who. Uh, so this was her first formal adventure in Doctor Who, although... She had been performing in the Hooniverse uh, prior to now. Yeah, Guys, Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by Thomas Edison's Elephant Electrocution Service. Got you a pesky elephant that you need to get rid of? Maybe you murdered a few people or something? <laughs> Call Thomas Edison's Elephant Electrocution Service. Slandering Nikola Tesla's name since 1903. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Uh, now, again, this is, this is where uh, Corbin has a whole, our whole can we talk about section later on about the blurring the line between historical fiction and fiction fiction. Mm. Um, and you know, and how many things are, uh, are historically accurate. And then also comparing those to Edison is an American folklore character, right? It's like Washington and, and Lincoln and like George Washington Carver and, you know, yeah. like like one of these mm-hmm. these names, these figureheads that, that just sort of, you know, towers over the, the American mythos. And Edison is one of those guys. And so there's all these stories about him that I always go, did that happen? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. You know, like Washington and the cherry tree, you know, like eh, that probably never happened. But yeah, it's probably not. Nice, right. nice little fable, you know. <laughs> um, but um, Thomas Edison, I, I have a memory of. Uh, so there, there was a hint in this episode about him slandering tesla by calling elect, uh ac uh alternating current the most dangerous most violent deadliest form of of power of electrical power mm-hmm. and technically that's true wow. <laughs> ac power will kill you faster than dc power it is it is and part of that is because it's more efficient it's it's a better power source and so there was the the ac dc battle going on this was the blu-ray HD DVD uh, battle of its day, or what would what would be the what would be the, the modern equivalent of this? I don't, I'm I don't to think know. Here, I don't like, know. Like a format thing like it's VHS, Betamax, Blu-ray, HD DVD, and then for you guys it would be. There's no comic exchange anymore. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, oh, I, I know what it would be. And oddly enough, it would be electrical again. It would be what type of charging port does your electrical vehicle use? 
Because that's, oh, th- that's a thing that's, that's happening thing. right now. Which one is the best and which one's going to become the standard? And sometimes those are not the same answer. And in the case of Edison and Tesla, Edison was preferring, for whatever reason, DC power. And Tesla um, was perfecting AC power. And Edison would demonstrate the, the deadly nature of AC power by using it to electrocute people or things or whatever. And actually, if I remember correctly, the reason that the electric chair became as common of a form of, of execution in the United States was because Edison was pushing it Hmm. because who would want to wire their home with the thing that they used to kill people with at the prison? I mean, it was like the, the, the layers and upon layers of marketing and slander and everything. And I seem to remember somewhere that Edison had a large part in the electrocution of multiple elephants across the country. <laughs> multiple. Am I am I remembering multiple. this wrong, Corbin? What did you find? Uh, you found you found the the one example of Topsy the elephant. There's actually, I've not gone much through this because I've done honestly most of this reading in just a little bit. But there's right. a like the past thirty minutes. <laughs> there's a great. Um, little website here edison.rudgers.edu and it there's several pages i've read from this that they seem to try and like clear up a lot of the confusion oh interesting i should note they don't seem to be very well cited cited, so i can't really speak to the legitimacy of it but like university is a fairly well respected university so i don't know take it for what it's worth yeah um, I don't know. Again, I haven't done enough reading. I think I can definitely say it's more ambiguous than Edison was the villain trying to stamp <laughs> out Tesla. Uh-huh. But, like, I can't say for sure that he wasn't but, trying to slander But at the very least, Topsy the Elephant was, was executed via electrocution. That was indeed true. For... The, for the killing of what what did you say three men three. yeah three yeah. men in three so, months so they had Good to grief. they had to put this elephant down and they used ac power and electrocuted the elephant and this by the way the execution of elephants in the u.s was like a public event like people would come to it and watch it and stuff people used to yeah i mean now we just have like ufc <laughs> so we're not much better we have ufc and game of thrones now so i mean like you know we're not let's not get up on our high horses or elephants as it were um, but yeah, there's, there's, I remember there were rumors, conversations, legends, whatever you call it about Edison being behind the electrocution of all these elephants because it further, you know, put down, uh, AC as, oh, it's, that's the thing that kills people and elephants. What I highly recommend for anyone listening is do as much research on your <laughs> own as possible. Sure. Because trying to find credible sources for all these stories yeah. does not look easy. It mm. feels very much like one of those everyone cites everyone else and uh-huh. the information spawned out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. So, And, and that's the thing is um, Edison used to be the gold standard of American entrepreneurship and inventing, you know, the idea man and all of the patents yeah. and, you know, and all these kinds of things and, you know, the light bulb guy and all this kind of stuff. And then in the last, I don't know, 20 years maybe, uh, Nikola Tesla has sort of like come back from the mists of time, uh, having been forgotten in his own day. Um, and after his, after his death, now all of a sudden there's these people that are trying to 
point back to and say, hey, this guy really had some amazing thoughts and and if it weren't for Edison. And now I'm like, are we overcorrecting? Are we yeah. are we vilifying Edison too much? Because I, I don't know. Because how much of it is legend? And how do you want to get into this now? Because I can nope. say some. Let's stuff come back. <laughs> Hang on to it. Hang on to it. Because yeah. we haven't even gotten to the checklist yet. So, speaking of checklist, name of the episode spoken in dialogue. You almost had it in print almost. when they had the newspaper board. It said "Night of Tesla Terror," which mm. is a terrible headline. Yeah. Um. And by the way, uh, can I say that? Uh, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Did anybody else expect the episode to be a little more terrifying? Yeah. A little scarier? Yeah. It's kind of like spider thingies that you shoot once. Scorpions? The they, they were, were definitely like, scorpions, yeah. They were like spider scorpion. Nope, they're just no. weird. <laughs> definitely just scorpions. Shoot lasers out of their tails. Yeah, laser scorpions. You can definitely call that them that. Yeah. Um, they looked bad. Well, that was the problem. Mm, so no. so the next episode, uh, next item on the checklist is the Scythra. Um... I okay. When I first watched this episode, I legitimately thought that the queen of the Scythra was the oh crap Empress of, of Ragnos. <laughs> I legit thought that's who that was. Can y'all see it? Yeah, in uh, your mind's yeah, eye, definitely. Because it'd been so long since I had seen that episode, I was like, wait a minute, is that is that her? Is she back? And then and there was no no reference to it, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is definitely a different, mm-hmm. a different creature, a different thing, but it was so similar, um, and yet it was different enough. But it was, it was, it was weird. It felt like a, it felt like you know the GoBots version of the Empress of Ragnos. Like it was like, you know, the Dollar General version or something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like Trip said in the middle of the episode, like why is she humanoid? Like she had like regular arms, and yeah. like walked upright, bipedal. But also had a tail, <laughs> had the laser tail. But every other Scythra was full on yeah, the, scorpion. The queen except, has to look extremely different from the rest of them yeah. so you can tell who it is. Oh, right. There was also the ones, though, that like um, changed into human form. Oh, yeah. Like, what? Yeah. What are they? Yeah, they had the ability to sort of like, was it shape-shifting or was it? No, 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 no. It, was, um, it wasn't. It was psionic energy cloaking. Yeah, but they could still shoot so them with red lasers. It was yes, yeah. So it was not that they could change shape. It was more like a perception filter type of situation. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. the, they kept the eyes. But, uh, like yeah, the why would they not go all teeth. the way with it? I, man, they I, made it so freaking obvious. That no, it's like because the they danger, had to be. They had to be creepy. It's the danger thing. They explained this. Like the reason you could see the super sharp teeth is because our brains fight through it, and we can see the. Scary parts. Have so, they said that? Oh no, no, no. He's talking. He's talking way back, like um, yeah, Amy Pond's first adventure with yeah. the va- Vampires of Venice. Vampires of Venice. Really? Yeah, they explained. Yeah, that. because the perception filter made them look human, but then when like, why could you see their teeth? And it was because your brain would like break through the perception filter enough for you to go ah and be scared. I don't. Know. That, yeah, yeah, it was weird. Whatever. Because your brain's um, understanding the information, but it's just blocking it out, so it should be able to yeah. choose what it blocks out. Wait. <laughs> Who knows? Whatever it takes. I don't know. Uh, so the TARDIS. Um, okay. I think this was collectively our made our, our oh, biggest problem yeah. with yeah. this episode. Where was the TARDIS before it showed up in Tesla's office? And I have what several, happened at the start of the I have several notes well. later on that let's just bring them up now. Um, how did they get on the train? 
Yeah. At the very beginning of the episode, the doctor busts into the room, talks to Nikola Tesla and what's her name. And then she's like, I know a way out, opens up a door, goes through the door, cut to train rolling along the tracks. And I think we see the companions first and then a door busts open and the doctor and Nikola Tesla and what's her name all come spilling out the door. And Tesla is not at all weirded out by the fact that they are suddenly on a train. No. It looked to me like we missed a scene. Yeah, where they got, where they got into the TARDIS the and the TARDIS materialized on the train, except that, that later in the episode, later. yes. I think they got and they caught a train. Like they had to go and catch the train, but, but they didn't want to explain. That. Why were the companions on the train and the doctor didn't know? That was the was it spot. pure coincidence that they happened to get? Well, on I don't the think she didn't train. know. No, she. Did I thought know. she was meeting up with them. That that was which makes sense if she took the TARDIS there. That interaction it, made it sound like she didn't know they were going to be on the train. Oh, I thought what? I don't remember that. I felt yeah, like I she that. was she was going there. That was the that, escape. That was, was meeting escape. up with them on the train. And again, the the Wikia, uh, poor people. They as they were writing the uh, the summary. It said something about, you know, oh, they, they caught a train and met up with the companions. And I'm like, I guess. What? Like, when did they catch the train? And how That's did they? Insane. And the way they phrase it on the Wikia, it almost sounded like they chased down a moving locomotive and dove onto it, <laughs> you know, like escape from the villain style, except that it also happened to be the train that the companions were on. So just like that, it felt the edit there was yeah. weird. Yeah. And uh, wasn't there something else about that? Um, then the TARDIS showing up, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, later on, like way late in the episode, the doctor materializes with the TARDIS in okay. Tesla's office with just what's her name? Tesla's, uh, what, with the Skithra, I guess? And so she brings in the TARDIS. Where's the TARDIS been this whole time? Yeah. Because Was it, it in... We started off Canada? in, yeah, we started off in Niagara Falls. That's where uh, she first met up with Tesla and said, I know a way out, escaped onto the train going to New York, which also the Wikia pointed out. They got on a train going to New York. It's like, I guess, because they ended up in New York. Like, why were they on that train in the first place at all, ever to begin with? And then where was the TARDIS that all of a sudden the doctor materialized like like flew it in landed it she didn't even like whistle for it or sonic it in or anything she She was rode it it in and popped her head out the door and said hey you have questions i know get in like where was it yeah was it outside tesla's office (laughs) and if so how did it get there like i i I feel like there was something that got cut yeah like like there's pages of the script that got that that fell out or something. <laughs> they just dropped them. <laughs> it's right, yeah, because it's like that awkward. It's that awkward. <laughs> I also Thanks. love, it felt like they had one, uh, like, 19 whatever New York street to film on. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. everything was happening on that one street. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, their offices were across the way from each other. So, I mean, think about, like, what it takes for a, a TV studio in America, like Hollywood somewhere to maintain an era specific block of a street in a specific city. 
And you can kind of go generic and then just change out the signage to make it, oh, it's New York today, it's Boston tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about the BBC. Yeah. So they probably have even less of that kind of stuff just laying around. So yeah, if they if they had it, it was probably uh, limited. Yeah. Um, so speaking of the TARDIS, um, and speaking of Tesla discovering the TARDIS, when he walks in, Edison has already seen it. And he's like, it's incredible, isn't it? Like Edison doesn't know what to make of it. And Tesla says, its internal dimensions exceed its external dimensions. Which, which is the smarty pantsiest way of saying it's bigger yeah, on the I inside. I also love it. He said that immediately following Edison saying, I couldn't figure it out. And he says that, like, that's the explanation. It's like, no, that's just yeah, what's no, that's, happening. That's, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. an observation. Like, exactly. Wow. Yeah, it's like, you know, the TARDIS is blue. And, you know, and Edison's like, that's that's a great shade of blue. And Tesla says, it's at a wavelength of blah, blah, blah. You know, and he's like, I think we're like, saying the same uh, thing. Yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just said the same thing I said, but smarter sounding. Like, you didn't add anything to the conversation. Yeah. Uh, the, we were talking about the Sonic and she said, I made it myself mostly out of spoons, which is 100% yeah. accurate. <laughs> that was, that was great. Uh, we had a little bit of jibberty jabberty. I had to rewind it because, uh, uh Graham said, uh, Slimerian laser blaster. And what did I, I think he said? I rewound it because slime, slime instead something. of blaster. I thought he said, Oh no, I thought he said Slimerian laser pasta. <laughs> is what I thought he said. So I ran it back because that would have been even better. Yeah. Slimerian, because he's he's never met a the way uh, he says Slimerian. Yeah, though, that was so he's funny. he's never met a Slimerian. So uh, it's the first time he'd ever heard that phrase. Mm. So good on him for for. Then hey, how do you get a Slimerian laser blast? <laughs> laser What's pasta. That? That's what I wanted to say. Laser pasta. And then we had psionic energy cloaking. Once again, oh yes, yeah. yeah, good stuff. Um, other stuff we noticed that is not how you say patent. Patent, patent, even not no, patent. Edison patent. said it. Patent, yeah, yeah and, and that's and so it, dumb. It's that's the funny thing is uh, there's actually a scene. What what which Die Hard movie was it? Was it Die Hard three? I think it was Die Hard three. There's a scene where the Russian, no German, the German spies get caught because they're all they're all like highly trained, and so they have these great American accents, but then they refer to the elevator as the lift. Oh, wow. And that's what tips off John McClane that these guys aren't real Americans. And I'm like, what? okay. That's not. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 like, what's funny is they really lay it on thick. The, the guy is chatting up John McClane and says three things like that, where he says, like, lift instead of, uh, instead of elevator and then, you know, I don't know, boot instead of trunk. And, you know, like, like he says, like, three things, wow. like, in 30 seconds. And he, like, every time he does, John McClane's like, like side eyeing him, like what? And then it's like, oh, obviously he's German. <laughs> wow. So this this gave away whoever the actor was that played Thomas Edison. Uh, this gave him away. Either and actually, I didn't even look it up. Either he was a British actor affecting an American accent, and just this one got past him, yeah. or now I want this to be true instead. I hope he was an American actor who was corrected about the proper way to say the word patent because you're in the BBC right now, boy, yeah. you're going to say patent. Oh, <laughs> That's what I hope is the case. Because yes, Tesla said it, Edison said it. And actually, wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't Tesla say it? Yeah. Didn't Tesla say yeah. patent? He did. He's Croatian American. He's not British. Yeah. That, that actor. Oh, <gasps> Yeah. Maybe my theory is true. 
<laughs> maybe it was two American actors, and the BBC was like, uh, no. we, "We shan't stand for this." <laughs> <laughs> they say they say shan't because they're fancy. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost a couple of viewers cue me rewinding this later on when I'm listening to it next week because I'll be laughing at that joke over and over again uh, let's see uh, oh I love this line from uh, from Tesla we did get a little bit of uh, if we didn't get enough terror we did get a little bit of uh, futuristic optimism from, from Tesla he said uh, let them talk. The present is theirs. I work for the future, and the future is mine. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> um, that was pretty cool. I, I th- off, when he Tesla? said the present is theirs, I knew he was going to say the future is mine. But when he interrupted it by saying I work for the future, and the future like, is mine, wait. I was like, oh, that's even better. That's an even better <laughs> line. That's why I don't write TV. Anyways, <laughs> who's who? Who is Ryan Sinclair? Um, there's a mention of Nikola Tesla and they say who? And he says, I don't know, Nicholas something or other. <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, he's speaking of the doctor and he says, I was at a, a, this is when he's talking to Tesla's assistant and um, they're kind of uh, bonding over the fact that they both work for geniuses, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, Ryan says, yeah, I was at home working. Then boom, the doctor showed up, changed my whole life. Actually, he said me. Changed <laughs> me whole Story life. of my life. It's changed my whole life. Uh, this uh, who is uh, Graham O'Brien? This ain't our first rodeo. You've never been to a rodeo. Not no, not helping, helping Ryan. Ryan. That was a- <laughs> okay. All right. I know we missed a week. All right. I know we. By the way, listeners, we're oh, sorry. Yeah. We were busy. We were very busy. We tried. Yes. It didn't work. No. Um, we said two weeks ago when we recorded our last episode that we were going to make it a very like make a good faith effort to take as many notes about Yasmin Khan as we possibly could this week. I want you all to take a look at how many entries I have under her bullet point. I don't what think is it, wrong with us. Have, is it us? I have one thing to say. Is it us? I, what? It's, it's not us, but she's not. <laughs> you pointed this out during the episode. She keeps getting sucked into like, random teleportation crap. Oh, yeah. yeah like, yeah. what in the world? I'm going to call it now. I did Yaz say that at the time. Yaz is not a main character. Huh? I'm, I'm just going to say Yaz is not a main character. She is a background character. She is 100%. very much a background character. I, as yeah, far I, as this episode concerned, all I of forgot the main she was cast were background characters. Nikola Tesla was the yeah, main Nikola character. Tesla for sure. I mean, yeah, this, was, this was an episode where... Like this was the doctor, the doctor and Tesla. I feel like yeah. Tesla had more screen time than the doctor. Probably like, it was ridiculous. Probably, I mean, his name was in the title. Yeah, well, so, I, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, I hate that for Yaz because yeah. she is such a good character. Mm-hmm. Like every time we do learn anything about her, it's like aw. it's amazing. Like she one thousand percent deserves to be a companion. Yeah, like she's. She's right up there to me like with, didn't make with all of the companions who never were. Because you ever mm. notice how like the companions who never were always seem like more qualified than the companions yeah. he actually ends up with? That they have to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, how much better of a companion would Astrid have been than Rose? <laughs> you know, like not Rose at the end. You know, crashing through the the void between the dimensions, but, but like like Rose, Rose when we met Rose, who yeah. only wanted yeah. to save her dad from dying, like that Rose. That yeah, like yeah, the Rose. The, yeah, the one who couldn't didn't have the decency to dump her boyfriend that she didn't <laughs> care about anymore. Um, 
that, me. that piece of garbage uh, person. But and it um, stayed like that for like a whole season. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, Yaz is on that level, except that she she is, is a, companion. a companion, and yet we're just still not utilizing her. At we're all. just ignoring her. Like it's like I feel like the notes are here's what Ryan was up to this week. Graham did this amazing thing. Yaz was also there. And let's move on to the doctor. And I hate that. because was Yaz there? Her <laughs> notes are empty. For all we know, she wasn't in the episode at all. <laughs> and for all we know, she got sucked into that teleporter and we never saw her again. <laughs> yeah. What did happen there? Did something grab I, her and she got whisked away with a teleporter? She, or, I don't even she remember. She grabbed I, Nikola Tesla as he was getting teleported away. That's what it was. Yeah, it was an accident again, whatever it was. Yeah. She was like, no, uh, I mean, like the, the episode, um, I mean, Spyfall, man, like she was kicking butt. Like she was yeah. like, all right, Ryan, you're going to knuckle up and we're going to get this spycraft crap done. We're going to go in here to arguably the most powerful man in the world. We're just going to like lie our way into his day and, uh, oh, go to his birthday party. Cool. Let me get my sure. suit. Let's <laughs> go. You know, and, and this week, like she had a Victorian era hat on. Uh, <laughs> not even, not Victorian. It was 1900s, I guess. It was like you know, like okay, you had an interesting. I did think it was interesting. They were in period costume this week, but well, the doctor wasn't. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> I didn't think about that. What the crap? She wasn't, was she? <laughs> not at all. And Tesla didn't say anything about it either. Like no. You know what I didn't realize until this time watching through with you guys is that she has like what three versions of the rainbow striped shirt. Wait, what? She, she's got, yeah, she's got like a tan one with the rainbow stripes. Then she's got like a navy blue one with the rainbow stripes. Um, always the same uh, like grayish tan mm-hmm. uh, duster jacket, but she's got two or three. I think she's got like an orange version of the shirt too or something. I don't know. She's mm. got like a couple of different colors, but they all have the same rainbow across it. Um, so it's like that. I think that's why I didn't notice it the first time. But for some reason, watching it this time, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, what? She was wearing a blue shirt last time. I'm like, what in the world? Anyways. Um, who is the doctor? Uh, somebody says, is she always this impertinent? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, not, that's not unique to the, even the 13th doctor. This is just the doctor in general. Um, Nicholas says, you're an inventor. And she says, I have my moments. I'm like, you made a Sonic. Yeah, I know you didn't yeah. invent it. So you I made okay. a TARDIS. All right. like, I do love her one invention in this episode was just taking stuff that was laying around the TARDIS and neatly sliding it together. So that Corbin it all was so upset right. about that while we were watching it. Like, he was like, kidding me? That thing just slides into the other thing and now it works? What like what? freaking doohickey that detects stuff that she built out of like scrap pieces in the 1800s. But then oh, this. I mean, it goes ding stuff. One episode with an actual inventor, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, I don't know, slap something together. The fact that she didn't make something with a Tesla coil powering <laughs> it or something, yeah, kind of makes me sad. That'd be so funny. Anyways, um, Ryan said she's good at impossible, which I thought that was great. Wait, huh? What? What? That's what? This just brings with the that's freaking, so true. The whole what? yeah, but like the whole what's impossible thing they're gonna do again. it right now yeah yeah, yeah. even just, ryan realized yeah so it's almost fourth wall breaking yeah. even right ryan knows he's like, in a tv show yeah yeah <laughs> we we know it's impossible I that's love, why we're gonna go do it i feel like the number of times we've felt like the show just turned directly and stared into our <laughs> souls just like <laughs> i do feel like it's happened a lot more yeah uh, she's really good with impossible things <laughs> core <Aww>. <laughs> 
Corbin. Your popcorn. Right. Can we talk about Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison, Corbin? Yes. Corbin. Let us. Um, Not lettuce. I don't really know where to start. I guess I can start by defending Thomas Edison a little bit. How dare you? (laughs) How dare I? He's evil. He's obviously been vilified, um, you know, to further the story of Tesla being some tortured genius or whatever the crap. Yeah. But um, first of all, he was a very smart, very intelligent inventor. For a long time, he had the world record for the most number of patents, which really, sure, I don't think that means much, but he had over a thousand patents to his name. Yeah. And he the, invented the light bulb, obviously, the phonograph, motion picture, uh, you know, so much other stuff. And by the way, he up. didn't invent the light bulb. Okay. He invented the one that worked well. Well, yeah. Which, which is important. He invented Don't get me the wrong. Filament I often feel like... Yeah, is, yeah, he perfected the filament yeah. so that, that the light would keep working. I think... I was, do love, did he I will introduce say, electricity to light bulbs or something? He did. Huh? Like he's the reason that so. we really use light bulbs nowadays. Because oh, yeah. if we stuck with the old yeah. ones, those things would not be in our house. They would be a fire hazard. Like you wouldn't want to use those things. And I feel almost like it's disingenuous to try and make the distinction. Uh, he didn't really invent light bulbs because it's like he is you made them. so I, critical to why we I, use them. Oh, no, 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 no. That, that is not to take away yeah, from I'm not Edison. saying you're trying to discredit yeah. him, but the people that use that is like, well, actually, he didn't invent the light bulb. I'm like, he is the reason he we He perfected use it. the light bulb. Yeah. Hey, listen, Steve Jobs did not invent the smartphone, but in a hundred years, everyone will say he did. Yeah. Steve yeah. Jobs yeah. perfected the smart. He, he created the first really actually good and then in a hundred years people will be like oh well actually he didn't invent the iphone it's like (laughs) yeah but phone sucked before that (laughs) it was like that you didn't want to use light bulbs because they were freaking dangerous and then he figured out how to make them not dangerous that and or they just you know like wouldn't work like they'd, yeah. they'd burn for a few hours and then they'd be done or they didn't give off enough light or, you know, like a thousand uh, things. And yeah, he, he definitely uh, perfected it and brought it to the forefront. I do, in relation to that, that uh, brings up my favorite uh, Edison quote, which again, because I now doubt everything, I don't know if he actually said this, but I, I think he did. I think this one's pretty reliable. He said, I didn't, um, somebody asked him one time about how he failed you know, a, a thousand times mm-hmm. before he got the right combination of everything to make his light bulb. And people, somebody asked him one time how he felt, you know, failing a thousand times or, you know, again, whatever the number was. And he said, I didn't fail to make a light bulb a thousand times. I found, a, I found the wrong, yeah, I found the wrong way to make a light bulb yeah. a thousand times. And then I found the right way. Essentially, I'm butchering that quote, but I love the idea of he never saw it as a failure. It was, this is just a stepping stone along yeah. the way to success. It's yeah. not a failure. It's pre-success, you know? So anyways. there's also like, he's not all bad is what I'm saying. Yeah. And there's also <laughs> ideas of like, oh, he stole inventions. What he did was he took ideas that people had had and he built upon them. He yeah. took the really bad light bulb. And he built upon it until he had oh, something no, no, no. that worked. No, there were there were legit times where he had spot. Remember the the guy that took the, the spy, picture through the yeah. window of Tesla's workshop or whatever. Like that was legit. Edison had spies that he would send to go watch his competitors, and there were 
a handful of times where they straight up either told Edison, hey, we saw him doing X, Y, and Z, and then therefore they just took that and, oh, look, I invented this thing, or physically stole prototypes. Oh, wow. So, like, that's, that stuff's legit. Now, that's the light bulb right. thing is different, you know. Yeah, the, the light bulb thing is different. Your point stands there, but no, no, no. There, he definitely did some underhanded stuff. Also, don't take my word for it. Or mine, for that matter. Yeah. I, I read, might not know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I read that the people working for him they got to patent their inventions and like the company name was credited on the patent in some way. So I don't know exactly how it worked, oh. but those people had the patents for those inventions. Really? And I guess like okay. the company got to make them or something. They so, got like exclusive licensing yeah. or something So like he, that. he wasn't huh. like patenting okay. his employees' ideas and whatnot. Gotcha. Now... All right, so let's get into Tesla. Let's get into Tesla. There was the particular story... Um, about like in this episode, Thomas, yeah, where Thomas Edison offered some prize for a a specific invention, and then Fixing Tesla the built it. Thing. Thomas Edison stole the idea and didn't give him the money or whatever, and then he left. So that's one account. That's the story that was in the episode. That's the story that was in the episode. I also read that somewhere as well, right, in an article. But they another decided, account they cited this episode as yeah. the source. So, <laughs> yeah, might as well have. It was yeah. very similar to this right. episode, down to quotes. But um, mm. a uh, another account that I read was that Tesla was, while working for Edison, assigned to, like, build this for him. He was given the assignment of fixing whatever this problem was. He came up with a solution, and for whatever business reasons Thomas Edison didn't end up using it. I think, I think it was the AC. Like he invented AC trying to solve this problem. Oh, Edison didn't use the idea and thus didn't pay him any sort of bonus because Uh, it never saw the light of day. Then Tesla quits and he goes on. So you you could still argue that he went back on his word, but he didn't, but he, he didn't take the solution and not pay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. He rejected the solution and didn't pay, which, And I don't know for sure, but from the way that sounded, it kind of sounded like he didn't offer a bonus at all. It sounded like Tesla expected one for having made the invention. Uh-huh. And when he didn't get one, then he was angry and he quit. Gotcha. And he went to go his, do his own thing. Um, what else? A number of the things they said he invented were like fairly true. He made a remote control uh, water boat, which was pretty impressive. What? Yeah, I was like, whoa, he actually did that. That's, That's what crazy. I like to call... Remote control. That was great. You made that? What? Um, I'm not entirely sure. It sounded like even during Tesla's lifetime, though, AC had become the main way of transporting energy. Like, I could be wrong about that, but it sounds like it was in common use. Even when Nikola Tesla was alive, he, like, he did get recognition for that, and it was used. So... I don't know about the whole... I, I thought it was... I thought that's the weird thing about the format the, the or the, the, the... What do you call it? Uh, it's not format words, but essentially, is that AC won out. It's what yeah. we use today. Uh-huh. I, but I thought, I thought something happened where... Because he died broke. Yeah. He did. So he like, did why did AC taking off not benefit him? Did he... 
I, I did don't he, know. Did he sign really? away? I remember they said something about him tearing up a contract or something. Yeah, it kind of sounds like he just made poor business yeah, he wasn't and financial business decisions. Yeah. Unlike Edison, he was not a good businessman. Right. And it kind of screwed him over in the long run. Right. That whole tower thing was real. In fact, mm. I think the tower they used, that picture is on Wikipedia. Like that thing yeah. existed for real. Now, the Wikia said that essentially like Nikola Tesla's night of terror kind of happened that you remember how he got the letter saying that the guy was pulling his funding. Yeah. According to the Wikia and again, you know, I didn't check sources, but according to the Wikia that happened, right? He got that letter that the guy was pulling the funding and that night, what was the thing called? Warden cliff, the tower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Warden cliff, warden cliff tower that night. It powered on, made a bunch of humming, and shot discharges up into the sky. Nice. So essentially, like what happened in this episode happened, and they and just Doctor Who just made it aliens. Yeah. If anything, that's the folk story that this episode was based on. Right, exactly. But it could yeah. be whether or not real. it actually happened. Yeah. Who's to yeah. say? I think I read somewhere that um, another guy, uh, someone macaroni. Incredible name. Actually, Macron? Macron? Is it Macron? Was it Macron? I, I don't know. I came across this name. I think it was Macron. Um, I think he actually built on a lot of Tesla's work. He okay. improved it the same way Edison improved light bulbs. Like, he took a lot of what Tesla made and he kind of furthered it and made it better. I think Tesla was trying to work with uh, using AC through the ground and it was Macron that actually thought of using it through the air, which is, I would assume, a much better conductor. You don't have as much resistance when going through the air. So at the end of the day, maybe I can find it real quick. I don't have to. I There was a really good quote on one of the articles I read that basically said, um, we're in this situation especially, we're kind of simplifying history yeah. to a dichotomy between two players where Edison yeah. has become the bad guy right, right. and Tesla is the good guy. From what I understand, the two barely interacted. Most of their rivalry came exclusively from the fact that Edison thought DC was better and Tesla thought AC was mm. better. And they mostly independently worked on pushing those things forward. Right. And So it was more of a rivalry in the press type of thing? Yeah, mm. yeah. Interesting. And it, it sounds like they it, didn't hate each other or any yeah. of that. They probably barely knew each other. They didn't you know work across the street from each other. That like, that kind of goes back to what the doctor said in, uh, was it The Witch is Familiar? Um, no, not The Witch is Familiar. The Witch Finders, um, where she said to King James, you want people to be good or bad heroes or villains, but it's not that simple. That's not yeah. how people are. And that's, yeah. You know, which it's it's hard to say uh, Edison was an absolute villain and uh, Tesla was just, you know, a victimized genius when uh, it's probably fairly obvious that Tesla had plenty of his own flaws and Edison Mm -hmm. did some great stuff. Yeah. You know, so which you kind of got to look at the whole person to be a little fair. I think Doctor Who has done a better job of humanizing Edison and some of the other stuff I've read where they oh, really, did, it, it kind of felt like they were, he was maybe, you know, all money 
scrubber businessman, but it felt like uh, Doctor Who did a better job of humanizing him. What they didn't do was point out any of Tesla's flaws at all. Oh, he was, he was, yeah, definitely like a, a hero. Like, yeah, just which, sterling. Uh, this brings up like the only note I have written down, which has more to do with the episode where Tesla perfectly understands the alien technology he's working with. It'd be <laughs> right. like oh, giving yeah. one of those ancient Greek mathematicians like modern <laughs> physics. Handing them a smartphone. And then them I'm like, like Work on this. Like, or even just something in their field, but like thousands of years advanced. And yeah. then like, oh yeah, I think I get this. Just do this and this and this. And it all makes sense. So like, just Tesla give an old sailor a battleship. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, he's clearly been looking at it for like 30 minutes. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I think I get most I of this. He's like, no, you don't. There's no <laughs> way. It's just, they were definitely, even if Thomas Edison wasn't up exclusively bit. the bad guy, Tesla was very much very a tortured much genius, yeah. super yeah. amazing dude, no right. flaws, all this stuff. Right. It's not a realistic. Impeccable hair. <laughs> I should say that guy amazing was mustache. a very good casting. Oh, yeah. Oh, Corbin, yeah. Corbin was doing some research and, you know, of course, saw some pictures of Tesla and he's like, hey, he look just like him. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. really did. Yeah. Did a good job. Hey guys, Noobs in the Whovian is actually brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do like they do, here's what you can do. Head on over to noobsinthewhovian.com slash support. Just click on something. Do something. Buy something. Do something. Go to Amazon through our link and buy something. Won't cost you a penny, but it'll help us out. You can uh, use our link to cut on your BritBox subscription one of these days <laughs> when, we <get> back to, <laughs> when we get back to Classic Who. Sometime. Yeah, Exactly. Um, we'll, we'll have to find out if AMC Classics Plus or whatever the crap network it is that's going to actually cover uh, Carrie Doctor Who. Uh, we'll have to see if they have some sort of a program that we can sign up for. Um, you can also just give a one-time donation or uh, check the box and make it a monthly recurring donation. Um, again, I'll throw it out there. I've, I've, sort of, I've sort of been hinting at it, but uh, we're kind of like we're closing in on the end of the podcast because yeah. like there's, there's a, a season coming and we're definitely going to cover that. But beyond that, we I don't know. Like, I don't know what we're going to do. Except we're probably not going to keep doing Noobs and the Whovian. <laughs> so so um, if you've ever considered being a part and supporting it, uh, now's the time. Jump on there uh, while while we are still around. And if you're listening to this, uh, you know, in like 2025, uh, yeah. I mean, go ahead and send some money. Yeah, go ahead. We'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. Masterclass of Studios will probably be up to something at that point. Need so. that for my college fund. No. <laughs> the college fund. Hey, Trip, I got a dollar for you this month for uh, for college. Um, and yeah, so noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. And uh, if you are the type that skip over the ads, welcome back. Uh, so that brings us down to the classic Who connections. Let's uh, listen into what Jared's got to say this week. Hello, Noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connections for Tesla's Night of Terror. I feel like you could do a lot with that title. But anyway, uh, the Classic Who Connections this week are more are, are very general, not like specific events that they've uh, connected to, but more like things that we've seen in the past that the Doctor's done. Such as, the Doctor is an inventor. Um, you know, we, we most recently, of course, we saw the doctor invent the or, or pull together. I don't know. Inventor tinkerer is maybe the better term, but uh, um, pull together the, the new the, the latest uh, 
uh, a sonic screwdriver, which is kind of more in keeping with Classic Who. You know, that it's not like the the TARDIS presented uh, Classic Who doctors with with their screwdriver. They they presumably built them. Um, uh, you know, as they use them, although you don't really see it. But anyway, so the do- doctor as a tinkerer, as a as a creator, uh, inventor, and the doctor having a toolbox. We've seen that in Classic Who uh, from time to time. Um, again, not necessarily a specific, um, uh, you know, it's a number of different uh, stories, serials. So we'll just say, you know, it's a Classic Who thing that we've seen before uh, that I don't think we saw the doctor pulling out a toolbox in, in New Who yet. So anyway, and then the doctor being in New York, that's a, uh, you know, that goes clear back to the, the chase with the first doctor. This, I think that's the first time where the Daleks were chasing them through space and time. I think that's the first time that we see the, the doctor having, uh, or the doctor being in New York. So here he is, he's back. Um, and so that was, uh, and of course, not the first time they've been in uh, very classic New York, too. Um, but maybe maybe that's the earliest we've seen them be in New York. Not sure. But that's more, more of New Who that we've seen. Um, it was mo- a classic Who that all I can remember is more modern New York, uh, the, the times that they've been there. So, all right, that's really all I've got for the classic Who connections. Um I, I did enjoy this one. Uh, I'll, I'll be brief here, I think. Um, be, but but I'll, I, I just I do have to have do have a caveat uh, with my um, rating. I I would give this one a nine point five. I, I I liked the story. I enjoyed the story. But it's it's presented as a historical uh, piece, and there are some. Um, I, I do happen to know a bit about Tesla and. I don't know if you can really say historical inaccuracies, but it's more uh, more of just a, again, as we've talked about before, a preachiness, uh, a biased uh, vision of how this is going. And, and it, it feels like maybe a bias against, um, maybe it's more against capitalism. We, we know that England has more of a socialistic uh, feel for it. And so maybe that's what was driving it. I'm not sure, but um, so for example, they they present New York City. Here's New York City at a time where there's a lot of rich people and a lot of poor people, and they present it in a way, at least came across to me, as if to say it's because these rich people were so greedy and capitalistic that there are so many poor people. But that doesn't take in the full picture. Yeah, maybe that was part of it. Maybe there was some greed going on, and maybe that was part of it. But if you're going to present a historical piece, why not mention it's also a time when the middle class was growing? It was it was being invented, at least in America. It was it was not I don't know about being invented, but it was it was becoming a thing for the first time in America ever, and and that was what drew a lot of poor people. There was immigration that the likes of which the world had never seen without a catastrophe or something driving people away because there was so much opportunity. So there were all these poor people flooding into New York City through Ellis Island. So, you know, it's not explained just by the wealthy people. There were lots of different things going on. You know, two things can be true at the same time and all. Uh, And so that's and so that's just an example that I want to lead to presenting Tesla as uh, and and Edison as these two, you know, the the. 
you know, one the villain to the other. It, it, it it's that's a very simplified view of what was going on there. Uh, I do think Edison's genius was in his ability to not only come up with things and and bring them to bear, you know, make them better, uh, not not even necessarily invent things. He didn't invent. Edison did not invent the incandescent light bulb. He made it uh, affordable and it was able to market it. And that's huge. That's a big part. Being able to actually take your ideas and make them available to the public and make them uh, marketable and, and agreeable to the public, you know, that's that's a big thing. And so I love that these bits about Tesla are coming to the forefront um, and, and we're hearing more about him more recently because he's an interesting character and a worthwhile character to know from history. But uh, he... He, some people present him as like this uh, god of invention, and he didn't. He doesn't quite fit that bill. He didn't. He didn't invent uh, AC current. That was already used. That was used before he was born. That was around. Uh, he made it better, and that's important, and that's that's awesome, and that that's something that's worth knowing about. Uh, but um, he didn't. He didn't make it, uh, you know, he's, he's not the end-all be-all. And, and bear in mind, too, as you're thinking about AC current, DC current, uh, yes, AC current is better at transmitting across distances, and it's, it's better, it's in our power lines. But the computer or the TV or the phone or whatever you're watching Doctor Who on all uses DC current. So it's not like one won and the other one didn't. And you know, it's, it's just, uh, they, they've, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going a bit longer-winded than I planned, but they're, uh, they, they oversimplified the history in order to fit the narrative of their story. And I don't know that they had to do that. I think it would have been more interesting if they had brought out some of these grander ideas that's like, well, you know, we, we can't, we can't, uh, Def- totally define in just a short time uh, these two uh, these two characters or history in general for that matter you know and a lot of what we're learning about Tesla of course comes from reminiscences too and those are uh, you know you have to think about they're just they're written down from what people remember at the time and so that's uh, you know they're not always the the fact the strong evidence that people may present those as also so uh you know it just um it's just i think it's in, i think the the relationship between tesla and edison is very interesting um i think there was some bad blood there i think there i think there was some good things that go on i think edison was not the the devil and tesla the god that often are presented and i would have loved to have seen a, an episode that was not so one-sided about it that was that that brought a little more debate to the forefront so that's my long-winded sorry uh, to go long-winded but that's my long-winded explanation of uh, why I, I would have given it a 9.5, but I'm giving it an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, shocking tales. Uh, uh, sorry for the dad joke there. Uh, but, uh, you know, so I'm just docking. You know, I'm, I'm trying not to... to we know that uh, uh, Chibnall is criticized for getting preachy, and I'm trying not to dwell too much on that and trying to enjoy the story uh, in spite of it. And so that's why I just docked at one uh, one point for that. So and then there's a uh, uh, creep level. The the, the red eyed uh, uh, elect- electricity, you know, for- force electricity, <laughs> maybe um, uh, using 
wielding monsters were kind of creepy. So I'm I'm giving it a hundred creep levels uh, uh, for the baddies there. Um, but uh, that's about it. So thank you to the TARDIS Wikia. Thank you to uh, well any number of uh, uh, places that I've learned about Tesla and and Edison over the years. I'm sorry I don't remember them. Can't list them here. But there's lots of there's a wonderful wealth of resources out there to to go look at and uh, um, see more on on the story of these two very interesting carriers. And and, and lest we forget Westinghouse too. He was in there and, and doing his thing and doing a lot for electricity in the world and electrical advances. Uh, uh, so and and he sort of gets uh, in the in the whole debate between the two gets left out too and so he's one worth looking up uh, so anyway that's my two cents on it uh, so thank you to uh, any help I've received uh, out there and thank you to Noobs in the Whovian for having me on and I look forward to bringing you more classic Who connections next time so clearly uh, Jared agrees with us on a number of the points about the one sided nature yeah. of this and in light of that I want to read something I just read on the Wikia that I find very interesting okay it is unlikely that Edison would have procured a pistol as he was noted for his anti-violence yeah. beliefs. Yeah, I, I, I remember reading that, yeah. And so uh, I have a quote here, supposedly from him. Nonviolence leads to the highest ethics, which is the goal of all evolution. Until wow. we stop harming all other living beings, we are still savages. He fully agrees with the doctor on this point mm -hmm. to an extent that probably even we would find ridiculous. <laughs> Given all that we've voiced about the and doctor. And then he did, instead, he did the worst thing you can do in Doctor Who. He, he shot, shot something. For the point of furthering the idea that he is the bad that guy and Nikola yeah. Tesla is the good guy. Exactly. And it's like you are literally rewriting this very person to be the yeah. opposite of what he is. That just to like kind of, kind of push your story. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like that. That's, that really sums up a lot of the problems with it. Right. Where they're just... I don't, I don't know how easy it would be to find information like this, but I would hope that you would try and do as much research on the characters as possible before you go to write about them. So oh, I, th you can I would think that a... Represent them. Yeah, a network would be able to yeah. do that. So. So. Well, Corbin, why don't you uh, kick us off then with your, your score. Jared gave it 8.5 shocking tales. Um, One. I think even aside from all that I've said about the... Uh, you know, not fair representation of the characters in that right. episode. I still don't feel like it's a very strong mm -hmm. episode. It's yeah. just like aliens kidnap inventor because aliens yeah. evil. I don't. I feel, like <laughs> we've, I feel like we've done okay. this episode before. Yeah, I think uh, to be fair, a lot of the episode had more to do with the relationship between tesla and edison Which but that's why i cool, think but that's the main part that we don't like about this episode yeah i think it would have yeah. been better and more interesting if they'd represented it a little more accurately and fairly so they can yeah. say you may think edison was all good and tesla's whatever or vice versa but it was it's a more nuanced more, than that yeah, yeah it was more nuanced yeah so i don't know i feel like i'm gonna give it a six out of ten upside down teeth like if Tesla had pulled the gun and shot the dude. Yeah. Yeah. That would be an interesting twist in one of these episodes is to have one of the supposed good guys just shoot something. Of course, they're never going to do that because they they want to keep saying, oh, you know, gun bad gun always. Bad. Yeah. But to have one of the characters make 
a morally questionable Who's supposed decision to be like a good that. character. Which, okay, I guess Ryan has done that. But it's just so severely yeah. frowned upon by the doctor that and he would ever think of doing something like yeah. that. Um, yeah, I kind of have mixed emotions about this one. I, I still stand by, like, where did the TARDIS come from? Yeah. How did they get on the train? Like, all that kind of stuff. Kind of got a hand wave that stuff away. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do I do like a lot of the parts of it. Um, I like the exploration of Tesla and and mm. what could have been, you know, and all this kind of stuff. I did think some of the, again... Now I'm kind of nitpicking historical accuracy, but things like, um, oh, that's Wi-Fi. Like, no, that's no, not, no, no, no. He no, wasn't talking not. about Wi-Fi. I don't he was think about that's it. Transmitting power wirelessly. That's yeah, entirely that's, different. It's like an entirely different thing. Yeah. And you mentioned this briefly, but I was saying, like, if you consider that, oh, being Wi-Fi, then having mm-hmm. the most minor preliminary step of any invention to be like that invention in its whole, like yeah. that doesn't yeah. count. Like if anybody ever said, what if something flew? Oh, they made planes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, I just kind of, I also didn't remember much about this episode going in. I kind of remembered the Skithra. I actually didn't remember that they were in this episode. Mm-hmm. I, like I remembered the Skithra. I did not remember them interacting with Tesla. Like, I couldn't remember what happened in this episode. I thought it was more like ghosts and goblin type of stuff. Yeah. Um, because it, it was the Night of Terror. Be, yeah, and it, it wasn't. Like it. Yeah. So, at any rate. Um, I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 uh, misplaced TARDISes. Trip, what about you? I don't know. I really didn't like this one. Uh, yeah. I it wasn't. Clearly. There was like, it was very loosely held together. There wasn't. There was a main theme, but we went off topic so much. They tried to keep up both plots and they didn't work. It didn't work very well. <laughs> yeah. Like they were trying to keep up the, oh, be historically accurate. But they were also like Aliens. trying to. Yeah. Oh, and also like trying to make Edison a bad guy and stuff. No, like, I don't know. It just like the whole. It was like three different stories that they tried to fit together and the pieces just didn't match up well, quite okay. well. So. Mm-hmm. I think six out of ten uh, murderous elephants. Murderous elephants, which murderous. actually didn't appear in this episode. Uh, Jared gave it 100 out of 500 creep levels. I'm going to give it 200 because of crazy scorpions, the queen, and the guys with the red glowy eyes. In the oh, yeah. I totally forgot about those guys. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. guys kind of weren't in this episode. There, there was like two of them. Yeah. Trip, what about you? I don't know. I think the chase scene where the things were just like running after them and then just like sliding and slamming not knowing how their bodies work at all the the scene where the two skidded across skidded around the corner one bumped into the other and then they kind of like looked at each other and like i was like yeah what so are they like hyenas yeah or like it didn't seem like they were intelligent beings it, it seemed look, like they no. were animals that's the level of coordination our puppy has right yeah, like, yeah. yes <laughs> Just exactly. like slide out from under and the level of self awareness of like eh, I'm gonna bark at you because <laughs> I ran into you or you ran into me <laughs> or whatever. Not like yeah. oh my bad. Let's continue the chase. <laughs> yeah. So no wonder these things have to scavenge for all their pieces. <laughs> like, yeah, they're so dumb. They're like yeah. the pack lids. <laughs> yeah. Tesla must make it go. Uh, so trip, what's your score then? No, uh, one seventy. I don't know. There wasn't. 
Okay. There wasn't a lot in here. All right. Corbin? Uh, me. Bang. <laughs> Two. All right. I guess the... I didn't think the scorpions looked very good, which kind of broke the immersion. Mm. Okay. I love... They did that one jump scare where um, the dude was hiding in the laboratory or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and he um, turned over and there was just... Yeah, and he like jumped at him and it was so funny to see it was supposed to be a jump scare but it was just like a completely normal human in every way and it was not scary yeah. at all that's funny it's like boogaboo oh. <laughs> ah, i think overall i'm gonna give it a 120 all right um theories um nothing new about the time of the child or what oh yeah i totally mean. forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> we haven't recorded or watched we got like in a while two so. seconds yeah. about the timeless child as well so like yeah nothing happened with that. yeah I, i've been trying to remember because I, I never did finish my pre-watch of this season um i was trying to remember like how much did we is this more like bad wolf where right, bad wolf at least got mentioned what was the yeah. one where like there was there was one where there was sort of like an arc but it was like an arc in the sense of it was mentioned in the first episode of the season and then oh. resolved in the last and nothing <laughs> was said in between. Um, I hope it's not going to be like that. And it, it very well might be. I, I don't fully remember. Yeah. Remember, So we'll, we'll talk more about that. If uh, something else comes up, um, we'll, we'll discuss it then. So next week uh, we're covering series 12, episode five, Fugitive of the Jadoon. And, wonder uh, who the baddie of the week is I, yeah, yeah, yeah when this episode uh no sorry when this season was being filmed um all kinds of like paparazzi photos uh came out of the jadoon on set in mm. i don't know sheffield or wherever they were uh filming and oh my gosh man the the fandom collectively peed their pants over the, the jadoon are coming back like it was like such a big deal weren't um, they in one episode uh we've had them in at oh, like least a two-parter two. or something the platoon on the moon. yeah we had that that one the first episode with martha um and then I, I know they were in at least one other episode um that i think it was like a little bit more of a minor part mm, yeah, um, yeah so uh like so showed up or something yeah, and I'll be honest with you. There, there are there are parts of this uh, this next episode that I remember. Um, I don't honestly remember how much of the Jadoon we get. I hope we get a lot of them talking because there's nothing. Yeah, that makes me smile as much as Fogo Mojo Dogo, whatever they say. You know, that's, I love it. I love that. I love the the, the monosyllabic basically. And the yeah. doctor talks back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. Remember when 10? Yeah. I was like, he's just like Uh. rattled off a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that was great. Anyways, guys, Noobs and the Whovian, as always, is a production of Master Closet Studios where it is constantly smaller on the inside and changing on the inside, just like the TARDIS. Uh, Your senior producer is me. I'm Austin. Your audio engineer is this guy. I'm true. And your production editor is that guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who Connections. And shout outs to Victor, Jared, and James for their ongoing Patreon support. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Noobs and the Whovian. Twitter.com slash Noobs and the Whovian. Email us at Noobs and the Whovian at gmail.com. You can find all of that stuff and a lot of other great stuff at Noobs and the Whovian.com where you can also click on the support button and support us in your favorite way. Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe. 
Like us, leave a rating, throw some stars at our face, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one sometimes. <laughs> As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hooping. These were Sons, Corbin, and Trip, And we're the news. And until next time, remember your catchphrase. <laughs> I actually emailed somebody, uh, not emailed, posted the, the clip of this video of Clara. Do y'all remember where I got this line? No. Be safe if you can. Yeah. It was Clara saying it to Robin Hood. Um. <laughs> I did not remember the context. I had to Google it and I found it and then I posted it to inspire someone. Be safe if you can, but always be amazing. And, um, and Trip says goodbye. Oh, I do say goodbye. I thought you did the <laughs> boop first. We haven't recorded in so long. It's been, a, it's been like two and a half weeks. <laughs> hey, whip.